Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. My talkers, it is a little past five o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, and we're hanging out with DJ Rock Lobster Clomp Clomp in for a little fun game of pop culture Jeopardy with Lori Shall and Julia. That is right. Hi, Rocco. It's too bad uh, new guy Mike isn't producing today instead of Grant, only because today is Bald is Beautiful Day. <laughs> and he's a handsome bald Way to point he it is. out. All right. Uh, so I'm going to give... Do you think he doesn't know? In fact, I was I told him what I was going to do for trivia today. And he, and he liked said, it. Thank you. Yeah, nice. So uh, we are. I'm going to quiz you on some handsome gentlemen uh, are follically challenged. Or handsome, hot, and bald. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to... We will not call it follically challenged just because you've got the lush mane of a lion. You really do. You've got like... You're such an Italian that way with this (laughs) big, thick head of hair of yours. Why, thank you. No, I'm, I'm pretty lucky and I feel bad for... You know, I had high school friends that were losing in high school, and I was like, oh, man. Now, that would be difficult. I could see, like, in high school or college, like, right. I would go and see somebody. Like, I'm going to, you right. know. It would be. You don't have money. Right. You don't, don't have money, Lori. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go have a $10,000 haircut. No, but I mean, even, like, I would just, like, a, what can I do? I'd be going to Whole Foods and finding <laughs> I'm going to eat a lot of almonds and salmon. But yeah, at a certain point, like uh, you embrace that beautiful bald head of yours. And I bet we're going to talk about some amazing actors we've forgotten. Yes. I think the way I'm going to quiz you, I'm going to name off some of the characters these men have played. Okay. okay. uh, They get progressively easier and you'll figure out who these uh, bald, beautiful men are for Mm -hmm. Bald is Beautiful Day. Let's start with this guy. Uh, he played Hudson Hawk in the film. Bill, of the same- Bruce Willis. It is Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yes. Ding for that. Here. What a terrible movie that was. That was oh, a I huge know. studio bomb. Hudson Hawk. I don't it, think I ever saw it. it. It was like in the height of his moonlight right? career. Yeah. So it was a huge budget movie and it was just a disaster. Because remember how hot Sybil Shepard if you back in he the was day. so hot. And Bruce Willis. That's a, He was a TV star who became a breakout movie star. Yes. Yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yes, although I'm looking at it, the movie did make money. But yeah, I remember it just being a critical... The critics hated it, and I know I've... It's along the lines of, like... I don't know. Oh, this like is a farce. It only made seventeen million in the states, but luckily made eighty million overseas. overseas. Oh, so good for somehow. Bruce Willis uh, was the box was, office draw. I guess. Yeah. All right, that was one for Laurie. We'll go with this one. Let's see. He played Big Chicken on three different episodes of Hawaii Five O. 
He played Murray Slaughter on Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, Gavin, oh, Ted, Gavin Newsom. Yep. That's no, it. close. No, Gavin Lam- Man- M- McLeod. Hey, that's there you it. go. Gavin Newsom, he's like the California. Yes. Yeah, Gavin McLeod was the Iowa. Gavin Newsom's the mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. I know, but Gavin McLeod was also in public office in Iowa. Mm, no, you're no, thinking of other, Ted. No, that was the other the boat guy, uh, the Fred Grandy. Yeah, yes. he was oh. the purser, Ted. The oh. purser. Not bad. Right. I was getting to Captain Stubing. That would have been clue number three, but you didn't need it. I have not need gotten it. to Captain Three yet. How about this? Uh, I know you guys aren't big X-Men people, but he played profes- Professor Charles Xavier in X-Men. He recently starred as the lead in Star's series Blunt Talk, but is best known as Captain Jean-Luc Picard. On Star Trek, the oh. next generation. No, is oh, that I know who he yeah. is. John Luke um, Picard. He's that Star old Trek, guy with it. Patrick something. Patrick Stewart. Yep. Yes, thank there you. He is. You're welcome. Yeah, well, I helped you with Gavin. I know. I'm not. I don't care. We, this we is fill what we in do. the holes with each other. We do. <laughs> it was like Casey and I when we were doing that sightseeing yes, game yes. in Paris. I go. That looks like that guy from that one oh. TV show. And then we're doing, and he goes, oh. I mean, it took That's two of us do. sometimes to figure this out. This is how it works, though. It's, so, <sighs> it's funny. Okay, so okay. Patrick, there. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yes. Got it. Here he I is. feel like he uh, acted at the Guthrie. Was in a I question. He is a have. sir. He is a knight, correct? Yes, he right. is. All right. How about this guy? He played the gunman in The Magnificent Seven. Oh, boy. And uh, he played the android gunslinger in Westworld. He played oh. Ramses the second and Harris in Ten Hugh Commandments. Brenner. Oh, Hugh there Brenner. it is. Ramses. Did you ladies text yes. you on that one? No, I know you, Will Brenner. And here Ramses. he is in The King and I. When I shall sit, you shall sit. When you I shall, shall kneel, you shall kneel. Etc. 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 I loved that movie. movie. Yeah. I don't know why I got thrown off with your first clue, Rocco. Oh, I know. It's kind of funny that he played the gun, the gunman in Magnificent Seven, and the android gunslinger in Westworld. Yeah, Yeah. I guess I got confused because Ed Harris has got no hair left. Uh, Well, he might show up later. We'll see if we make it that far. Okay. Um, He played Itzhak Stern in Schindler's List. Oh boy. He played Bagheera, the Black Panther, in the live-action reboot of The Jungle Book. And of course, he played Gandhi. He did play he Gandhi. Gandhi. What How'd the hell is that guy's name? Ben Kingsley. Hey, you, mm-hmm. you guys are filling in each yeah. other's mm-hmm. holes. I can't tell you how many Bing Ben Kingsleys I saw in Paris, but. We would, Casey and I would just say, "There's, there's that guy who looks like the actor in Gandhi." We could never remember right. Ben, ben Kingsley's, Kingsley's name. name. It was driving. It's not us. dementia, by the way. What? This not remembering no, names. I know. Because I right. asked a doctor about it. Last yeah. Week, and I'm like, "Is this dementia?" No. No. It's, it's just called aging. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know why I can't remember Ben Kingsley's there's name. Some, and I think it's because like, Casey just watched him in this show called The Beast. He, sexy Beast? Sexy Beast. Oh, yeah. He's such a chameleon of an actor. Yes. Okay, so he can, he can change transform and yes. you just don't know. Yes, you oh, see funny. him with hair, you see him without hair. He's in Chariots of Fire, I feel like. Mm. I don't know about that. But it's three to two, Julia, you're winning. All right, well, I not for long, I think the reason you worry. think that is earlier this month we talked about how you hate a couple 80s I do. Academy Award winning yeah. movies, Gandhi and uh, Chariots of Fire. Yeah. So maybe that's why you group mm-hmm. them. How about this guy? He co-wrote and co-directed 1996's Big Night. He played Nigel Kipling in The Devil Wears Prada. 
Oh, it's Turturro. Or, I, I mean, uh, Stanley Tucci. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got Sorry, it. Julia. Yeah. And he plays himself on the show Searching for Italy. Has anyone watched that? I watched one episode of yeah, it. It's good. It's, um, no? It's food. No. You don't like food. I, I, I didn't like it, but I loved him. We I could watch. Him. I could listen to him read me Martini and go, he's the draw. He's delicious. He is yep. delicious. Yep. Bald is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So there you go. How about this guy? He played uh, the voice of the Polynesian demigod Maui in Moana. He played the Tooth Fairy. The Rock? The, yes, The Rock. Oh, I've had The Rock on my list to say every time, but that one I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Uh, he we played, got The Rock out of the way now. Yeah, we did. I can move on to my two other bald names. Right. All right. This guy played J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. He played William Frawley in Being the Ricardos. Oh, And um, music instructor Terrence Fletcher in Whiplash. Simmons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. He go. was in that weird movie or TV series, Open Range, with Sissy Spacek. I, yeah. Casey and I, dro- I dropped out of that show. Is that the one with the big hole? What yes, was the one? they had like a so room in their that. basement yeah. or okay. something that led yes. to another I was, world. I got I wanted, mad at that one. So did I. Because I wanted to like <laughs> it. I went, so did I, And I Julia. committed some hours to it. And I'm like, Same. damn. And then Casey's like, this is stupid. And it was stupid. <laughs> we dropped out, but he's a great actor. He really is. He's good. Drum, what's the drum Whiplash. one? Whiplash. Whiplash. That's such yeah. a great movie. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but I've seen all the scenes, you know? Oh, yeah. that's a great movie. Oh, it looks like it'd be a difficult viewing. Yeah, but not really. Not really. It's a coming of age story. It's a coming of age story. Yeah. And Rocco, you might be inspired to pick up the drums. And Julie and I happen to both have ARP drumsticks. Drumsticks. We could could let you use. I still haven't watched that drumming movie that you kept recommending. Drumline. No, the one about the guy losing his hearing on Amazon. Oh, Coda? It's, no, it's oh. it's called Metal. Sound of Metal. Oh, Sound, Sound of Metal, metal is such That's a great such a show great with movie. Riz Ahmed. We wanted him to win the Oscar. That's yes. a great movie. Great movie. Um, how about this? Uh, J- he played James Bond's arch-villain Ernst Stavro oh. Blofeld in uh, the film Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for an Academy Award Lou in Ferrigno. The, the Birdman of Alcatraz. Michael Keaton. But he's best known for playing Lieutenant Theo Oh, Tony Spallis. Yes, Kojak. Tony Spallis. He married a girl from Duluth. Yeah, well, listen to this. Here's a commercial he made for Duluth. And on my way to that city by the bay with its restaurants and ambiance, San Francisco... I decided to stop over in Duluth to catch my breath. But you know what? It took my breath away. I could have saved myself a lot of traveling. You know why? Because it's all right here. Duluth. Who loves your baby? I do. Yes. Who loves your baby? Yeah. I loved his he line. He married a girl who was like two years older than me in high school, or maybe five. But she right? was a Duluth East girl, lived in Duluth. It was after Kojak, and of course she was like, you know, 25 years younger or whatever. Who loves you, baby? Yeah, it was like the biggest news in town when Kojak oh, of course. moved bet. there. I'm going to bring that line back. Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? I'll be in Duluth tomorrow afternoon. I'm looking forward to it. You are? Yeah, I'm heading up to the Boundary Waters. Oh, nice. Got, Is I always got to stop by North... Not really. Not really. I always stop by Northern Water Smokehouse for a fancy sandwich yes. and some smoked fish. That's a good idea. Cannot wait. Um, all right, how's the score? It's six, six to, to three, three, so there's right. no I way of catching up. up. Okay, we well, might as well... 
Call it a wrap, and yeah. thank you again for a wonderful pop culture. That was Jeopardy. a good one. Handsome bald man for yeah. bald is beautiful. And day. I had Sean Connery, and we never got to him. Oh, yep, uh, the three we didn't get to were Sean Connery, Robert Duvall, and Ed Harris. Yes. Oh, so Ed Harris. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right, Rocco. Thanks, thanks so Rocco. Much. Have a great trip. Okay, bye. All right, All right, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Well, hey, Holly. Well, hey, Lori. Hey. hey, Julia. Hey, what did you think of the Emmys last night, or at least the fashion? Well, the fashion, I would say, was a mixed bag. There was some really great glamour, and then there were some questionable frocks. What was what was one of your questionable frocks? Oh, uh, that would be Sarah Paulson's square top. Oh, my God. That was like something out of Game of Thrones. Uh, she looked like their hair was Gene Seberg. That was one look from the neck up. From you know, it was so many different about, looks. Sarah Paulson. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, none of it. None of it made sense. No, Holly. it didn't. But she always just commits and goes hardcore and things for fighting for fashion. It just didn't work. Yeah, and it was Louis Vuitton. Well, one can advocate for avant-garde fashion, yeah. but that was just like, ooh, none okay. of it made sense. Yeah, you know, another one that really was kind of a miss for me, and was Julia Garner in the Gucci with oh. the diamond I hated belly it. Lori cutout. Liked it. Well, <laughs> the only reason I'll tell you why I liked it is because she gives me Kate Blanchett vibes. With she looks so different with each hair and makeup and dress that she wears at award shows. When she's eighty, she will really appreciate having. I wish having that I, flat stomach. I, it's having a picture. I wish I would thought of this. You know, I mean, she. That's when she's going to be happy about her diamond belly button cutout. But it was shades <laughs> of the eighties with the shoulder pads and I. Yeah, I guess parts of it I liked and yes. parts of it I didn't. It yeah. was a, it was like an incomplete thought. It seemed like a hot dress because it seemed very hot, and that dress was made of velvet, embroidered velvet. It looks horribly. She, hot. But she left it on after the. Yeah. For the after party, and she just walked around carrying her Emmy and her beautiful Louis Vuitton high-heeled shoes. Oh, yeah. As one would. I would like to say, uh, give a special honorary award to Sydney Sweetie for Best Hollywood Bosom. Oh, I just my wanted gosh. to say bosom. I didn't like her dress, though, for the show I liked it after. Oh, that dress for the show was just... Overwhelmed it, her. It seemed too matronly, it too, did. for her. Yeah. Her and, body style, because it made her just look hippie instead of so sexy. Yeah. And no one, not even Alexandria Daddario's stylist, told her that her dress was see-through. Oh, my on goodness. The top. Oh, yeah, Very I did. Sexy. I did see Alexandra Daddario on the Emmy stage covering her arms. Her, yeah. Yeah. It's like somebody <laughs> said, do you realize? Don't you think usually uh, they do usually take photos of you? In daylight. Right. Well, did she have an enemy of her stylist or somebody? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe someone was just so jealous about how breathlessly sexy and what a gorgeous body is. They're like, I'm not even going to tell her and she can make a sensation. And they decided for her. But I I felt bad for her because the way she was standing and scrunching, it was like somebody in her cast finally got around to telling her oh yeah well best ruffles go to lizzo for sure Oh, for sure yeah and uh, you know amanda Seyfried looked lovely she did beautiful and perfect hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are you'll have over 35 different options to choose from including calorie smart Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, and Sandra owes. Can I just a shout out to the sequin pantsuit? Very Eliza. Very, very Eliza in the purple. And, yes. And didn't you love that she wore? Remember doing this in maybe the nineties, where you would just wear your jacket on, oh, your, shoulders. on your shoulders, and it was a mm-hmm. bit of a shoulder and arm workout, Holly, because you had to really work to keep that balance. I've always <laughs> tried that with a leather jacket. I'm like, mm, Jenna Lyons from J. Crew can right. do it, and so can so I. Can I. Yeah. The damn thing falls on the floor. Yeah, all the time. but yeah, she looked good. She really did in that. I'm glad you uh, remembered that for us. No, uh, yeah, was a great look. Yeah, so good fashions, mm-hmm. good winners. I mean, there's. I'm sure that you can find it on my talk 1071. Yes, we posted. Dot com. Great on the show links page. Well, let's get to a little hot gossip this afternoon concerning Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Oh yes. Let's talk about this. Yeah, no, it is not 1999, but both of them are making headlines today after Britney Spears wrote a post on her Instagram account, because by the way, she's back. She came back, I think, shortly after. We said this. She goes Mm -hmm. away for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Britney Spears posted uh, another stream of consciousness post on Instagram, and she quoted Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Well, here's the quote from Rodney. I found there was only one way to look thin. Hang out with fat people. Oh, dear. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. She slams... Well, no, what she said, it, I wish, here's the, because you got to take it in. The, I read it get, in the I contest. wish I could have chosen the nannies for my children. I wish I could, my dancers. I mean, if I had Christina Aguilera's, Aguilera's dancers, I would have looked extremely small. I mean, why not talk about it? She's just talking about the fact that I think, doesn't she, I just feel like she was just confessional and it's her. She's not slamming Christina Aguilera. I understand. Christina that, but got it, to have her own dancers. So, but I'm sure Christina. Those, those these two have feuded before. Yeah, I think Christina took it like screw you because I'm because I was fatter than you. Was well, Britney tried to explain herself? Well, Christina. Ag- well, Christina Aguilera unfollowed Britney Spears on Instagram after yeah. that. Then Britney Spears. Yeah. So. She did clarify her comments about Christina Aguilera. She said she didn't intend to be critical about Aguilera's, quote, beautiful body. And she acknowledged that her original comments were a projection of the insecurities I deal with all the time as a result of how my parents and the media have treated me. She said, by no means I was being critical of Christina's beautiful body. It is what it is. So, uh, but she also said, I remember flying to see her show once. And the main thing I noticed was the difference of our people on stage because 
I think her dad was constantly telling her she was fat. He was a weightist. He mm-hmm. was a weightist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, little tiny mm-hmm. life dancers that, you know, and so Brittany is, and then her dad is medicating her and that kind of stuff can make you gain weight. And yeah. so she's just being very dear diary with the world right yeah. now. Uh, someone tweeted us yesterday and said, I used to like Sam Asgari, but I'm I'm getting red flags. Why, as a husband, isn't he trying to step That's in That's what here? I said yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, how is, this, how is this man not stepping in to say, honey, yeah. let's just take a chill pill yeah. for a minute. Yeah, so that still stands on Instagram. Okay. And when you notice on that original post, uh, looking at the comments, lots of folks saying that, ooh, that's a bad take. Maybe you want to take that down. What's fascinating is that usually her comment section is populated by blue check marks. Oh, the yeah. algorithm supports the people who are verified, but in this one, it's just a regular old-fashioned nobody on Instagram yeah. who got the most likes. So clearly the fan base was like, hey... Maybe you ought to say something. Yeah. So okay. she did, but she didn't take it down and she didn't delete. So that's where we land today. I'm sure she and Christina will be fine. I bet Christina was like, oh, Brittany, I had no idea that that was going on with you. You know, yeah. behind Wait, the scenes. Maybe a private olive, olive branch will yeah. be extended. There was a time when Christina Aguilera was a skinny, skinny, skinny. I remember. remember that? We and saw and, and Justin and, Timberlake in concert. And Brittany looked voluptuous mm-hmm. next to her. You know, these. I think the women really get put through, through the ringer about how they look in this whole Hollywood music yes. industry. Yes. Understatement yeah, of I know, the year. year. Know. Let's talk about Giselle Bunchen on the cover of Elle magazine. Mm. Getting pretty blunt about her relationship with Tom Brady. Right? One or two bags packed, Holly, based on your review of the story. Well, tell us Holy what crap. Said. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Giselle Bunchen saying that this football is a very violent sport. I have my kids. I'd like him to be more present. Oh. And... Giselle said that she definitely has had those conversations with Tom Brady over and over Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. She ends with this. Ultimately, I feel like everybody has to make a decision that works for them, and he needs to follow his joy, too. So Mm -hmm. if he doesn't retire Mm -hmm. at the end of this season, she's done with him? You know he will. Well, but she's letting, I mean, she's just letting, it won't be a surprise because she does not want her... 65-year-old husband to have CTE or something CTE, because of all yep, the concussions. Exactly. He's, he's chosen football over family for the whole of their married life. Yeah. I'd be mad, too, because the kids are like 12 and 9 now. Well, and what Giselle is saying is that she has sacrificed her life yes. in order for Tom Brady's football. And she says as much. I moved to Boston. I focused on creating a cocoon mm-hmm. and a loving environment for mm-hmm. my children to grow up in and to be there supporting him in his dreams. She says, I've done my part, yeah. which she, is to be there for my husband. She would like him to help out and stop spending time getting sacked by a bunch of big, huge men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And wow. if he doesn't, she's out. Yeah, you think all of this was Tom Brady getting ahead of this story? All the, the all the gossip and hearsay? Oh, I, I just, no, I think she doesn't care anymore. I mean, she gave this interview at least two or three months ago. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Happy dirting. Hey, thank you, <laughs> thank you. so much. You're appreciate welcome. it. All right, what's happening on the road? Everybody knows, uh, but here's yeah, the deal before we get to the does. Uh, be the seventh caller at 651-641-1071. One and win a pair of tickets to the preseason hockey game, the Minnesota Wild versus the Colorado Avalanche. 
For Kids Day. That's the French Avalanche. Avalanche on Kids Day, September 25th at Excel Energy Center. So we're giving those away all week. So someone will be very Which is a Sunday, too. So that's a good time to go. Yeah, weekend game. There you go. All right. What's the da da da? The da da da. Here's the headline. And this is from, this is research from the University of Toronto in cooperation with Harvard. Okay. So, um, Children show skepticism over things their parents or teach them as early as the age of six. <laughs> I thought that was, I saw that today and I thought that seemed a little young. Oh. Um, it really did to me. It did? Oh, yeah, I didn't it, think so. It did so. to me because they're in first grade and I'm trying to think of if my kids knew. Were you were maybe so, as an auntie, I can say of my nieces and nephews that five and six they were, they questioned everything you Well, they said. questioned everything. They, they asked are, why about everything, but they didn't. They're skeptical about things that early, Julia. I, I, I can't believe you think this is not a duh. Well, I just, I just didn't remember that being so young. Yeah. They are they compared track. to four and five-year-olds. Six-year-olds are already quite cynical. You're not at four and five, but by six, you're questioning everything because you've been told all these things. Um, you've right. been told all these things that right. aren't true to get your cooperation. So you've been lied to, quote unquote. And so by the time you're six, you are questioning everything and you are the skeptical little six-year-old. And that's just... Uh, it's you know, just a study. It's a study. And um, and like they did an interesting thing. Like they told these six-year-olds, they gave them rocks. And some rocks were soft and some rocks were hard. But they right. were all described as rocks. Okay. So that's kind of one of the things that they uh, did. This was published in the Journal of Child Development. And they, I think that the purpose in, in reading the second thing is that... Um, it just is by the age of six, children are more aware of the doubts about what their parents tell them. Okay. You know, even, you know, so they just already are catching on about right. things. Okay. Got it. Got Different it, got little it. myths and little yes. things that we tell our mm-hmm. kids. So if you're a parent out there, enjoy your kid, but know by six, the skepticism is going to start. And don't be shocked. It's perfectly normal and natural. There you go. Happens to all of them, according uh, to this uh, uh, study. And they studied four to seven. Okay. To pinpoint the age of when the skepticism, get ready to answer some hard questions. Okay. Six years old. Got it. All right, now maybe you'll be more. The the why questions are going to turn into harder questions because... Why starts at about three and lasts till about five? Mm-hmm. Why is the sky blue? Mm-hmm. Why are the clouds not falling? And then they'll follow whatever you tell them, right? They're like, mm-hmm. okay, pretty much. Maybe yeah. you'll get a couple of follow-ups, but you won't mm-hmm. get skepticism. No, not you'll yet. You'll get complete and utter, oh, okay. That's so cool, but why? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> you'll give them an answer again and then it's, but why? Okay, now this one, let's see where this was published. This was in Current Biology, but... Okay. Um, We'll call this science-based parenting, but I feel like you're going to, when I tell you this, you're going to say, well, duh, how to get a crying baby back to sleep? Taking a five-minute walk does the trick. Oh, I walked. Oh, did I walk? <laughs> oh, the miles I put. Is wish this a I study had, of duh? Yeah, I wish I would have had 
my Apple Watch back then or a pedometer, really, because the miles I put on with the stroller. Mm-hmm. Just, yep. Yeah, they, um, they... There's something soothing about it and just the, stud, the this, sidewalk. The, in current biology, they want uh, doctors to give the, the advice to all parents that... Um, you know, especially in the newborn, you know, that first whatever, I don't know what it is, but the baby wakes up in the middle of the night and won't stop crying, won't mm-hmm. stop crying. And you you hold it, you swaddle it, you, maybe you sing. Now scientists are saying they have figured out the secret to success. A five-minute walk followed by cuddling in a chair is key to getting a crying baby mm-hmm. back to sleep. And they have pinpointed down like with a lot of i was very surprised when i was you know i had time to read current biology on mm -hmm. the plane on sunday julia so i really went in depth on this in the middle of the night you just have to walk your baby i suppose push it around the garage in the stroller i mean that's what you would have to do because it's the middle of the night you're not going to go outside and walk the neighborhood right yeah but maybe you've got something else or whatever walking around the house well you would walk your kid yes bounce 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 Mm-hmm. I remember um, my bounce, mom bounce, always bounce. used to tell um, people, turn the dryer on and put in I tried that. a couple of tennis balls and see if the vibrating uh, thing I would I tried help. to put the, the um, baby work? chair on top. I I thought I was lo- clearly losing my mind. Because <laughs> right. I think at one point I wanted to tie, <laughs> I wanted to tie the baby chair, you know, to the dryer. Right. But I did try it. I mean, when you're, you're desperate. You're desperate. You're when desperate. you're desperate, you're desperate. <laughs> okay, well, they're saying this is this is it. Taking a five-minute walk followed by cuddling in a chair is Love the it. key. So let's, good baby, luck to the, baby. Okay, now, sorry about that. The You were bringing up something about the iPhone unsending something, and I said this would be very good for photos if mm-hmm. you accidentally sure. sent. Or give someone access to your photo. Let, yeah. You know, because yeah. uh, anyway, new survey reveals that one out of three adults have sent a nude photo of themselves to somebody else. That's, ah. a, that's a high number. Yeah, sorry. It wasn't meant for you, but that is because of the gallery little thing. Yeah. Remember when we got the, yes. the, 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 the dong pick of... Um, <laughs> Chris um, Pine. Chris, no, well, oh, not Chris, no. Chris Evans. Chris Evans, that's it, yes. Yeah, he yeah. didn't mean to <laughs> do that. He accidentally right. selected Selected it. something from right. the gallery and... Um, well, so, we've got three people in this room right now. Have you? Have either of you sent a pic? No. No. Me too, no. I have not. No, but I have no. one phone on, or one photo on my phone that, you know, is Casey, Casey in an artful nude position on our bed. And that is, otherwise, I've never kept any naked photos. Good no. for you. Yeah. I don't have, no. You know, no. No. but anyway, and I, and, and I thought about it today. I was showing someone a couple of pictures and she goes, ooh, what's that? And I go, oh, oh, you know. That's, so I go, that's the problem with yeah. keeping them because when you're showing someone on your and phone and you're like, oh, no, 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 This is how the average American has accidentally sexed six times. <laughs> Yes, I believe it. Yeah. I believe, believe it. that. That's a duh, yeah. And four out of five worry the photos could fall in the wrong hands and 69% of people now, I feel like they made up that number, <laughs> uh, fear that the photos might be used against them. Right. So, Or um, you could be Brittany who claims to ask anyone out there if there is yeah. a nude photo please, of her. She wants it. Because she wants to remember it. She wants it back. So <laughs> She's so funny. She's so funny about that. Yes. Anyway, they're like, uh, yeah, are we a third of people? They said they do it as, and 73% do it once a month. 
share the wrong photo. No. So this is why the iPhone wants to have the unsend. Love it's it. It's for the photos. It's for the photos. That's the number mm-hmm. one reason because they. But had, that would be nice to be able to unsend and delete a message. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. But perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever the message with the picture or the message without the picture. Yeah, the dirty texts are happening. What else did this say? Um, a lot of people attributing sexting to maintaining a long distance relationship. Um, and um, uh, it's most prevalent. Um, Gen Z is the most open minded about it. You know, yes, sending, taking, all of that, but. They'll, they might change their mind. They might. They might. You know, I'm glad the Polaroids of me in Florida in the 80s have never surfaced. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I had long to, gone or been I had buried to look at the Polaroids of my dad's girlfriends. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Remember mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be pretty. My dad know. left them right out for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you guys kidding mm-hmm. me? Oh, no. I, mm-hmm. they, they were just, my dad mm-hmm. was a beast. A beast. Was a beast. Mm-hmm. He really, no pun intended. He had a very active. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Active um, sex life, libido. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was weekend mommies. Oh yeah, no, he had him artfully. He had him lay splayed out, and it was back in the poof days, you know. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I remember her. her. Yeah, I, I think the poof her. is coming back. To be honest with it you, is. I'm I think for it. it is. So am I. It's a nice little. Well, that's another conversation. Yeah, that really. That's a story for Sex Monday at yes. the very <laughs> least. Okay, all right. That that's all. Like that's all the time that we have for those three <laughs> studies. I don't know what we accomplished, but I'm glad we were. Did the tickets in go grand? They did. Yes. And Who's going? Who is going? It is Lisa. She's excited. So she's uh, got tickets, and she's real excited. That's so, awesome. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, so when you were gone last week, we had the disturbing two-night finale of The Bachelorette. Oh, what happened? It didn't... It didn't didn't end. Nope. It didn't end. So tonight is the finale. tonight is the finale. Because we are going to see something like we've never seen before. It's unprecedented what's going to happen. I was so mad, Lori. So I watch it Monday night, then I watch it Tuesday night. Was it more extension of the hometown dates? More hometown no, it was dates, not hometown they? dates. It's the extension of the finale. Oh, for God! Of the hometown of the fantasy suite. So oh. that's on tonight right. at eight o'clock. America's Got Talent is back, and they've got a good lot of talent this year. American Gigolo is on Showtime with I John look- Bernthal, and that's oh, getting very good, good reviews. reviews. Yes, it looks really good. John Bernthal, he's, he is he's fantastic. Amazing. He's good. I'm going to tell you guys. Yeah. 
Showtime is threatening to join Paramount Plus and threatening all these streamers are in a little bit of trouble right yeah. now. So they're mm-hmm. all going to join each other. Mm-hmm. So if you have Showtime, because I actually have that right now. Me too. Yeah. You might want to watch it. Yeah. And oh. Billions is billions. so good. That... I quit Billions a year ago, oh, but I need did. to go back. Paul I'm... Giamatti never got nominated. I mean, that's He's... another underlooked show. He is great. Yes. He's, He's great, great in that show as the... What is he, the district attorney of yes, New York who's into yeah. S&M? Oh, he's beyond. He's beyond, and then he's so wily and smart, and that's a kind of an incredible show that also gets overlooked. He, it Yellow does. Jackets. Okay, oh. so um, the documentary on MASH is on tonight. Oh. Um, on Reels Channel, which is a Hubbard property. Yes. Oh, I love when they do these. These are good. Yeah, yeah they are good. So that's going to, the new documentary celebrates the show's 50th anniversary with producers, writers, and actors, including Mike Farrell and Jamie Farr, who is still alive. That's why I notice no Loretta Switch. She's too. Um, she's too prickly. Yeah. What do you mean by prickly? prickly. Oh, she was one she's of our prickly about her time on Mash. Is oh. hot lips. She was one of our worst. I remember yes, now. Interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know, it's always weird to me what when people are prickly about, about being on a signature show that they're always you known for. Or yes, whatever. Just stop. Yeah. It I made mean, you a star. Yes. It made you the a star. The typecast aspect of I'm it. I'm going to be prickly we, at in the after times when people said, I heard you in the Lori and Julia show. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, when this is over oh, someday, yeah. and people say that, I'll, I'm whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the radio. I don't want to talk about the greatest time of my life. That was just 20 years. <laughs> yeah, right. 20 hard years of blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, the Academy of Country Music Honors is on Fox tonight. So it's filmed. What is that? It's at the Ryman Auditorium. Carly Pierce hosts and performs. Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, Shania Twain. I think they're doing it as a fundraiser. Okay. And the hit TV show Yellowstone is going to be featured. So there's going to be stars from there that are going to be there. As well as Monarch stars. Oh, Oh my gosh. I Uh watched that. What you think? You know, the gal who was on the red carpet last night who had the red hair and kind of a lacy see-through dress. She is the hysterical assistant to Jean Smart's manager in L.A. Oh, the one who's that's the daughter. Who that was. She's great, yeah. And she's also in Monarch playing Susan Sarandon's youngest daughter. That's who that was. Because oh. she, she is was in red see-through lace on the yes. red carpet. We're like, who's that? Who is that? And she, because she steals every scene she's in. She's hysterical. That assistant. Okay, another new thing is... Um, well, you know, if you're going to do the late night shows, mm-hmm. I'm sure Jimmy Fallon is going to dress, you know, staying on stage too long. You mean Kimmel? Kimmel. 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 Um, that was just such a bad part of the joke because, you know, and, and Quinta addressed it backstage and whatever, but every single picture of her is standing, yes. you know, with him laying on the floor. It's just like a... <sighs> poorly timed. Poorly timed. Poorly they should have just... He, Will Arnett should have dragged him off. There you go. He totally should have. Yeah. There you he go. Totally... You don't leave your margarita-laden, pretend-drunk friend at the floor right. on the stage. You drag them away, Julia. That's what you would do with me I if totally... I had too many margaritas. <laughs> you drag me away by my totally... arms, legs, feet, or my hair. I and totally I do would. the same. Yes. So even in a bit, that was where that all went wrong. Two guys not thinking it through. Nope. If you want to get excited right lot. now, mm-hmm. we've got a date. For what? For Cameron Bray's, um, Candace Cameron Bray's oh, Christmas. Christmas. Oh, I can't stand her. I know. She yeah. is annoying. Just, she <laughs> is annoying. And you know what else was annoying? This guy who had a show in New York, I think, 
over the weekend. And the name of the company, he calls himself the King of Tape. And he got Julia Fox to strut around uh, in all those. Remember when she was wearing all those goofy taped outfits? He had a runway show of, quote unquote, this wearable tape on Sunday night. And he calls himself a body tape pioneer. And he had basically all these naked women walking with tape I saw what all over their body oh, whatever and i just thought you're you're skimpy tape flower to cover all these things and he looked like he was dressing all the you know ladies himself it and i just so thought what stupid. a perv it sounds like a perv moment who wow. would wear a bikini comprised entirely of tape unless you were maybe the mistress of your own dungeon Wow. Oh. I, I had a That's what that. this stuff looks like that to me. Creepy, yeah, a little bit. It looks a little S and M y, but I thought this guy got Julia Fox to wear all this crap. <laughs> but I feel I mean, like she would do it for the pictures. I was gonna for say anything, she would do anything, anything for anything. anything yeah. She really would. Just Come like on. all these people bleaching their eyebrows. Kim Kardashian, Madonna. Oh, the pictures. It's the worst looking. It's horrible. Yeah. Yesterday the on picture. the view, Whoopi said to everybody, she goes, Does anyone notice anything about me? And people are like and, and, well, they none of them had really realized till they put up a picture of the no. Whoopi has no eyebrows. That's because she wears glasses. No, she has no eyebrows. She had no. A, I know that. I already know that she, she doesn't have. Them. She has no eyebrows, and her mom got rid of it because she had some kind of an irritated skin thing. So her mom removed her eyebrows so she wouldn't have these bumps. She says, but when you look at me. She said, so I don't really know what to say about these stories about people bleaching their eyebrows because to me, it looks stupid. It looks so strange, but I'm whoopee. We're so used to seeing her that way. And also in movies, she has their drawn on or painted on or bleached on. But whoopee was just like, are y'all really going to make me talk about it? And to every one of them, I never noticed whoopee. You didn't have eyebrows. That's funny. I'm yeah. Googling That's it right funny because people only care about themselves, is what I'm going to say to that. Yeah. People really just care how they look. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Well, but... they don't spend a lot of time looking at other. I mean, I'm just thinking. Oh, you're none of... right. Yeah, oh, my never... God. None of them. She's never had eyebrows, but it's like, right. So she's like, I can't be weighing in on this thing. And I do think these bleached eyebrows really do. I mean, if that's your it's thing, gross. but I don't think it's like the most attractive no. look. From someone who has no choice because I have that blonde hair. Yeah. I wish I couldn't. Like in the summertime, you can't even see yeah. that I have eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. You kind of are eyebrow. You're in vogue. I'm in, vogue, in vogue right, right now, now. By, by birth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Madonna with her bleached eyebrows and then um, Kim Kardashian. Uh, with her bleached eyebrows, it makes you look like you have a massive forehead. That's it all makes it really you does. look silly. But Whoopi does. She looks great, actually. I'm looking right no, now. She has little hair there. She does she, have a little hair. No. Nah. She has no eyebrows. She told the view, I haven't had eyebrows since I was 11. Her <laughs> and my piano teacher in grade school. <laughs> she didn't have them either. I'd always be like, wow, you did pen on your face. All right, everyone, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.